of reality television house hunters to be exact i have a lot of questions about hunting for a house and if you do too you should follow her on instagram at lv in la um you said it right everyone always thinks it's live in la i'm like why would it be live in la that sounds so lame lv is your initials yes thank you for understanding me i only remember that because of louis vuitton all right which i think says more about me than anything else no no i get that a lot when people see me they go Louis Vuitton? Is that you? Yeah. That's kind of like bougie and cool. <laughs> um, okay. So Lauren is joining us this week to talk. We just got back from her very exciting bachelorette party extravaganza in Palm Springs. And guess what? I'm officiating her wedding. And I've never officiated a wedding before. And I'm really excited about it. As you know, I love marriage. And I love <laughs> weddings. So it's very, and I love Lauren. So it's all really good stuff. You wait, you've never done it before? No. It's fine. It'll be fine. I'm kidding. I knew it. I knew. I knew. I have already taken this speech to like six open mics. I've <laughs> never been more nervous for anything in my life. I think this is more scary for me than the idea of like giving birth. Wow. Yeah. I'm scared. I really don't want to bomb. I don't want to bomb at, at the great, on the greatest day of somebody else's life. You right. Know? Like that's terrifying. If I <laughs> fuck up your wedding, how will I ever live that down? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could always just do it again, back to one, you yeah. know. Uh, we can only do one, like, restart, and that's only if Houston, her groom-to-be, uh, is not sobbing when he sees you going down the aisle. That is correct. If I come down and I don't see immediate tears, we will start over. I, and as head of wedding, I agree, and I will make sure of that. He will be <laughs> sobbing. I already talked to him, like, three times about the fact that his vows have to be way more intense than yours and he has to be actually having a panic attack when he sees you walking down the aisle because he's just so overwhelmed with love and emotion not panic attack like uh excitement attack like the opposite of panic (laughs) (laughs) like i'm so into it and i'm excited (laughs) we don't want a runaway bride yeah runaway groom sequel what's richard Gere doing running away okay Okay. (laughs) well I thought we would talk about a bachelorette party in Palm Springs because that's fun. It is fun. And all the good stuff around that. Plus, like, I think we, you know, I know it's a travel podcast. But, like, who doesn't love a wedding? Let's talk about wedding planning, all the stuff. But before we get to that, you guys know I love to talk about shit. So Literally. we're going to ask you about my favorite opening question. What's your worst diarrhea story while traveling? Okay, well, this is hard because I almost exclusively have diarrhea while traveling. Uh, in fact, I always have Imodium on me, like literally at all times. It's, I, they call it a lot. It's like called traveler's diarrhea, and I travel for work. So the joke is that I like have diarrhea most of the time. Um, but the funniest that comes to mind involves my grandfather, Um I was, I know, what? I was flying to Houston, Texas, which is where my father is from. And my grandfather is a crazy little old French man from France. And 
we my grandmother had recently died and he was like looked like he was like getting sick and where I was like okay well I should go help them clean out my grandmother's things maybe say goodbye to my grandfather when I get there he's literally in bed like he hasn't been able to keep any liquids down he looks like really sick but he like hugs me and kisses me and it's like wow this could be it Next day he wakes up, he seems absolutely fine. Like, nothing was wrong. I was like, why the fuck did I fly to Houston? You know what I mean? Like, like if I have to schlep all the way out here, you yeah. might as well just die. And then a few hours later, as my grandfather seems like he's on the men, uh, my aunt is there, my dad's sister, and then my dad. And we all sort of look at each other at the same time like, huh, something is amiss. And we all run for the bathroom. Unfortunately, there's four people, and it's a two-toilet house. Um... So I guess my grandfather wasn't dying. He just had like a stomach bug that he then gave to all of us. Oh my God. So my grandfather, even though he's on the men, he's still on the shitter. So him and my aunt are sharing a toilet, taking turns. But my dad and I, unfortunately, it's hitting us both bad. So it hits me hard where I need to go and my dad is on the toilet. And I say, Dad, I need to get in there right now. So and this is really, really gross. But, you know. Did you go butt to butt? He jumped into the shower and then I was on the toilet (laughs) and we made eye contact during this horrible time and I kept saying I'm so sorry and he was saying I'm so sorry and we were both just like crying and shitting he shot in the shower yeah I mean listen when things you gotta go you you gotta go you know he didn't have to it was luckily it's liquid you have to do like a waffle stomp as we call it in my house oh my (laughs) god was how so how was ugh, I I don't even okay it's an intense story the eye contact is feels intense intense yeah. and like but also too I think much for me I'll just say as a girl with daddy issues who it, among us does if you're listening it, to this it podcast, was pretty therapeutic I oh, was like really? I was like did this solve years of abandonment and neglect like that is intimate I mean I think the fact that he like was like you know what I'm gonna get off this toilet and give it to you was like oh. that was like some sacrifice you Aww. know. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do any of the other things. He didn't do it. He wasn't there for any of my school plays or any of that stuff, but... But he gave, did, you, the, he gave you the toilet. He gave me the toilet. Wow, that's something. Is that... I'm happy for you. <laughs> I hope that measures up to some of your other shitty well, <laughs> oh, shit it, travel it, stories. I'm going to be honest with you. The good thing about this question is every shit story is good. up. Yeah, it's a good shit. it's just... It's so vulnerable and intense. Totally vulnerable. So again, thank you for your vulnerability. Yeah. Um... <laughs> My next opening quest, what is the worst fight you've ever, or most epic fight you've ever been in or witnessed or experienced while traveling? So I travel a lot for house hunters and I see a lot of people fighting, you know, Uh, and I'm not, I am a very aggressive person in real life, but pretty passive aggressive on flights because I just I'm just like too I'm too afraid to like get in like a fight so obviously in the pandemic I'm I'm still wearing masks on planes I'm still her I do a lot of signaling to the flight attendant like I air mask I air like I do like a like I gesticulate putting a mask over my nose and I like point at flight attendants and like try to get them on my side and they're just not on my side anymore and they're like roll their eyes and that's very frustrating it is yeah so but I recently the only time I did get aggressive with someone is I did see a man in first class mind you um he got into his chair 
He removed his shoes, which I know a lot of people do while flying. I'm just against it. Personally, I don't think you should do it. The planes are disgusting. And then he began using his touchscreen TV with his feet. No. And it was so much. I was like, really? Really? Like, again, I'm still not aggressive aggressive, but I am shaming him from across the You said verbally, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Iconic. And he was pretty aggressive. He did say, I'm wearing socks. So I don't know. I mean, maybe, are you on his side now? <laughs> no, I think any time a man does anything with his foot, I'm immediately now. Yeah, it was disgusting. That's gross. Yeah, so I didn't really fight. I was sort of witness fights or just try to have the flight attendants, you know, speak on my behalf. I like that you find an advocate on your behalf and you isolate that. That's a good tip. If yeah. you're a passive aggressive or passive person, find your, find a little fight advocate for you yeah I'm usually that for people I have no problem I'm a Jew I like to just scream at whoever I mean normally I am too in real life I have no problem like I'll send something back at a restaurant and a lot of people have that fear I'm not afraid to do that but on a plane I have a hard time talking to other passengers because you're stuck with them you know what I mean yeah there's no escape you're stuck with them for hours when you're on set on house hunters have you ever witnessed any any of the people on house hunters like have a meltdown Oh, yeah. I, uh, oh, God, the most epic meltdown. Oh, I can think yes, of. I feel yes. even bad saying this because I'm friendly with her now, but. Don't say her name, and I, it's okay. We've all had a public meltdown before. She, she had a panic attack. Uh, we were in Pittsburgh, and it, Pittsburgh has a lot of cool historic houses. It's like really, it was really fun to shoot in. And one of the houses we were shooting in was like 150 years old. And I guess the basement had a smell that somehow triggered something emotionally in her. And we were like halfway through the tour filming them going through this house and she started freaking the fuck out. Like nothing I'd ever seen before. Like emotionally was like not okay. And like literally got out and was like rubbing her hands on the walls and starting to peel paint muttering to herself. And I was like, I was like, is she having a psychotic break? Like I didn't know what the fuck was happening. And then she got in her car and left set for like an hour. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? What happened? Um, her fiance, they're now married, but he said, like, I think she's just having a panic attack. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I've, I've, had, ne- a lot of I've had a lot of panic attacks, and I've never been in the corner peeling paint going, that's okay, man. Like, just <laughs> muttering to herself. Me and the camera operators are all, like, looking at each other. The audio guy's, like, turn it up, make sure he hears the mutter. I'm kidding. I don't think he did that. He should have. He should have, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What, what is your, so what, you're producing House Hunters. Yes, I'm a, I'm a field director, so. Can you, so for people who don't know, who haven't seen House Hunters and don't know what a field producer, sure. can you explain what they, what that is? Okay, so House Hunters is a show on HGTV, it's been on for 23 years, it is, if you can believe that, since before I was born, um, (laughs) (laughs) and. Yeah, she's a child bride. I'm a child bride, and so. It's a show where it follows people buying houses. So we, we shoot all over the United States, and there's also an international version. And uh, the show is a half hour. We show people looking at three different houses, and they pick one. It's basically a game show. You can follow along, decide which house you like best for them. It's fun. Do they, like, give them, like, a cheaper house? Like, do you get, like, money off the house? Or do you just still have to pay full price for this house? Yeah, no, these people are really buying these houses. 
Like, we're just following along. I'd go on if they were like, we'll knock off a, a chunk No, of yeah, the they're really following, uh, we're really following them. That's their real money. Are you ever just like, these houses are fucking hideous. Like, if you buy this house, you're a fucking idiot. I do think that sometimes, but then usually it's more envy because growing up and living in Los Angeles where housing prices are just psychotic... I go most places, I'm like, oh, you have a mansion for $250,000? That's so crazy. But they it, have to live in, like, fucking butthole Kentucky. Yeah, they do have to live in butthole places. But I don't know. It When you see how pretty the houses are and you think about the last two and a half years of, like, just being inside your house, you go, fuck, I could have been inside my house. I could be watching Netflix anywhere. Right. I have always wanted me and all of my friends to just decide on a place that's cheap and be like, what if we just all move there together? What if 12 of us all just, move there. just decide we're going to go and move to Butthole, Kentucky and be like, all right. But all these Butthole places are getting bought up by like the rich and famous. Like Montana is like becoming very expensive. Yeah, Montana yeah. yeah, really expensive. And it used to be very, very cheap. They're still cheap places, but like what's Bozeman is like, they're yeah. calling that like LA now. It's, yes. Why would you want to go to Montana if you're just staying in LA then? Right. I agree. Um, yeah. The idea of buying a house and it's like, I know one person who bought a house in Cincinnati or not Cincinnati in somewhere in Ohio. And she said it was $20,000 for a three bedroom, three bath, hardwood floors. I yeah. $20,000. My friend bought an all cash, like $40,000 house in Ohio. What? And I'm like, did somebody get murdered here? Is that why it's so cheap? And she's like, no, just no one wants to live there. And I'm like... I, Why though? You know how I feel about four-letter states. I just don't believe in they should exist and I no do, one should I go do. there. Yeah, four-letter. But I don't know. Utah is really cool. You're uh, wrong. Okay. Well, we can agree to disagree. We can. Um, all right. Well, that's what she does. She's very cool. She's a producer, which basically means she professionally has her shit together. So it's important that she's in my life. I love that <laughs> for us. Um, because you travel so much for work, I feel like you'd have really good tips for some, because you're always traveling. I'm always traveling. Yeah, you're like, like how much, how much? I'm like a week on, a week off, typically. That's a lot. It's a lot of travel. How do, what are some tips that you have for people, just like, it, from all of your time traveling, like, must have products, ways to pack, yes. things you must have, what places, like, just what are your, when you think about, it, like, what, if you were like, okay, if you're going to go somewhere, here's what you must do and have. Well, I, what I think is so funny about the, the fact that I travel for it is that I absolutely despise traveling. I'm, like, the worst person to do this for a job because <laughs> I have extreme anxiety about traveling. I have the smallest ear canals known to man, and it causes me a lot of intense motion sickness. So someone who's constantly on planes, not great. So first of all, for all you guys out there that are like, what do I need? Meclizine, folks. Whoa. Meclizine, which is just the active drug and like Dramamine. Um, but highly recommend saves the day. Would love if they sponsored this podcast. Um, it also makes you really fucking tired, and if you mix it with like a bloody mirror in the plane, you will fall right asleep. Actually sounds nice for a long haul. It is good. It is good. Um, for me though, I, I have a lot of anxiety about traveling and it really starts with packing, which I'm sure a lot of people will find this. So how I have solved this for me is I have an entire wardrobe that I only use for travel. Ooh. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but like for me, it makes packing really simple and I never have to worry about what am I bringing? What am I wearing to the airport? I have my two airport outfits. So I always have, here's the outfit I'm wearing when I go, and here's the outfit I'm wearing coming home. It is the same literally every what time. What is it? What's the outfit? It is just a Nike sweatsuit that I wear going there. And then coming back, it's like another matching sweatsuit. Amazing. And that's what I wear because, like, let's be real. You want to look kind of cute in the airport because you never know who you're going to see. Yeah. 
I mean, I really recently saw Carol Baskins from Tiger King fame. So and of course, you want to look gorgeous. For obviously, Carol yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to be snatched. <laughs> snatched. <laughs> Gotta look good. Gotta look good for her. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I mean, you could run into an ex, and you just don't want to look like shit and, in the airport. Oh yeah, and I've run. I run into a lot of people while flying. Right. I actually recently ran into a bunch of girls that were in like the rival sorority as I was having a <gasps> panic attack because I missed a flight. No, I was. And I was like bawling and they're like you okay I'm like yep I'm so glad I'm seeing all of you and they're like we're going to Cabo and I'm like <laughs> horrible I'm great okay so you have a go-to you have like a you have an airport uniform airport uniform and okay. I really think this will make just having a uniform makes it easier and then I have the same exact clothes I pack every time like I literally know what I'm wearing on set I know what I'm traveling with I have a summer and a winter version Okay, give me an example of your summer version. So it's, I mean, it's all very cute, like matching like biker shorts and like cute crop tops. And, and then I have a very cute fanny pack. And then I put on my headset and I look like a boss, you know? Incredible. What's your winter version? Winter version, I have these cute boots and like kind of like they're like leggings, but kind of cargo. So I could like, again, like a boss. Oh, did you need this? And I have pockets full of things ready to go. She's a pocket hunter. I am a pocket hunter. Um, I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really helpful. And then I think the biggest thing, truly for any traveler, like if you travel for work, I I'm I take my pooping very seriously, as I'm sure you could hear from the first part of this episode. But, a woman after my own heart. But I have squatty potties in all my bathrooms at home. I have bidets in all my bathrooms at home. And unfortunately, I don't know what's wrong with America, but <laughs> hotels don't just have bidets everywhere and squatty potties. So... For those of you who are going to a residence in next week, like I am, uh, <laughs> here's what you got to do. You take the trash can. There's always two in a room. Take one of them. Turn it upside down. Guess what you have? Squatty potty. <laughs> Changes the game. Also, because hotel toilets are a little taller for ADA compliance, so it makes it harder to get unkink that colon. And the trash can is usually the perfect height to get you there. I've never been more attracted to you ever. <laughs> You're welcome. Right also, then buy flushable wipes because we don't care about the hotel toilets uh, plumbing. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. She's prepared. Do you ever wear those outfits when you're not traveling or are they just strictly for travel? Okay. So sometimes like I recently wore one, I went to like a Clippers game because I thought here's a place I could wear a matching Nike sweatsuit, but only, only the airport and the Clippers games. That's it. <laughs> okay. I feel that. Um, that is really helpful. I have never heard somebody be so comprehensive so quickly. Like you really just nailed that. Love that for us. Okay. Um, do you have any tips for like, cause you are in a loving, wonderful, incredible relationship. I want to just quickly say, I don't just officiate any wedding. I only officiate <laughs> winners. Okay. And I want a good track record. I want to be one of those officiants who's like, all of my couples have made it to the end. So <laughs> right now I'm one for one because I know for a fact you guys are literally like, they're so obsessed with each other. She just told me they have sex every single day. <laughs> Sorry to out you. Don't Jesus. care. <laughs> who gives a shit? They're three years in. They have sex every day. My pussy hurts hearing that. Mazel tov on finding your soulmate. Anyway, I know you're in a one loving, beautiful relationship. But like being in a long distance, okay, long distance relationships, people just think, oh, we like permanently live apart. No, if you travel a lot for a while, like a big portion of your life, you are long distance. Yeah, half the month we're apart. Right. So how do you like? 
I mean, no wonder you fuck all the time. You're constantly missing each other. Yes. That um, definitely helps. What, what, are, what tips do you have for just keeping the connection alive and good and healthy and not fighting like a lot of long distance things can, can sometimes bring up? Yeah. I mean, that's hard because I find the fight, we don't fight a lot, but when we do fight, the biggest fight, and I don't know what it is, it's when we, I can't, one of us can't hear the other one on the phone. And I know that's like, some people be like, oh, I can't hear you. Okay, I'll call you later. And it's like, nice. No, one of us is always fucking furious. <laughs> I don't understand why you can't fucking hear me. I'm talking to the mic. And it's like, always causes a fight. Because like, the thing is, we just miss each other so much and we want to have this connection. So every time I travel, we always have a fight about like, well, I don't know. The Bluetooth in the car is not working. Just like one of us is always screaming that we can't hear the other one. And it's just ridiculous. I love that. So something that has really changed for me is like now when I get a rental car, I will fight with the people at the Avis counter to make sure I have the best car with the best like Bluetooth connection. And like I'll like look at the speaker. I'm not kidding. I like look at the, where the speaker is placed in the car before I leave the airport. This is what marriage is. Like, if this isn't the level of intensity you're bringing to your marriage, this is why I will not officiate your wedding. Somebody at your bachelor party was like, will you officiate my wedding? And I was like, no. I need to know that you're the type of couple that's going to fucking ruin the customer service guy's day by screaming at him about the speaker location in this fucking shitty rental car to make sure that you can fucking hear each other from the road. Like, that's the level of intensity I need. And that is why you guys are going to make it to the end. Thank you so much. That and my speech. That obviously, the speech is a really big part. It's of a it. big part of why you guys are going to make it to the end, and I'm obsessed with yeah, that. So basically, just being able to talk and hear each other is a big way we keep it together. You know, I like that. Um, do do you like bring back souvenirs when you go or no? So when I was first traveling a lot, I like I like spent literally all my per diem on gifts, and then I was like, okay. As someone who really loves saving money, I have to cut down on this. Like, I would come back and I'd be like, I just spent $400 on gifts for no reason. Yeah. And he'd be like, why did you get me so many Portland shirts? Like, there's only <laughs> so many you need. You know what I mean? It's like, because I missed you, you know? So cute. So now, like, if it's a place I like, I'll bring back a magnet. We have, like, so many magnets. Um, But most of the places are shitholes. No offense, America. Or house hunters <laughs> participants. Don't. Don't fire her. She's Don't amazing. fire me. Um, so you travel a lot for work, but like what was the last cool trip you went on that was for pledge? Oh, well, I mean, obviously my bachelorette was for pledge. Um, and then. Which we're going to get to. We're going to talk about bachelorettes and Um, Every summer I go up to my dad's. He lives in this really, really tiny town in Northern California called Willits. It's in Mendocino County. Uh, Willits is famous for being the birthplace of Seabiscuit. The horse. Um, <laughs> Isn't that also like where everybody gets murdered? Because there's like no laws. Um, I'm very offended that you would say that. There's not. I mean, there, okay. So recently I did ask my dad, what's the biggest murder that's happened here? So somebody did ax murder his family. Whatever. But that's like the most. That's I the mean, biggest. Why one. don't you do something that's going to impress me maybe? Yes, exactly. No, but I thought Mendocino was like, they just had a documentary where it was like everyone dies here because there's no laws. Um, maybe in Mendocino, the city, but he lives in Mendocino county like no it's, it, it's like lawless there's like it's where all the weed is it grown. is it is where yeah. all the weed is grown. it's scary Correct. over there yeah as a kid i was i was doing a lot of table work is what we call it i'm sorry huh table work it's trimming his weed just like yeah his weed or other people's weed yeah my sister and i that's how we made all our money in winter break summer break okay we, we did a lot of table work <laughs> we're gonna move on from that one <laughs> Is it child labor, breaking child labor laws? I don't know. This is like 
pre it being legal. Oh yeah. Oh, being legal it. has ruined the marijuana industry for a lot of people I know. You're like so, like so she's like blonde, wholesome looking. <laughs> she's like Dutch and beautiful. Sometimes she'll say something and I'm like, "You're a criminal." <laughs> And I'm here for it. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Um, a little. I'm a little lawless, I guess. I guess Mendocino is a little lawless. LV from the lawless county. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that was my. And I, so I did that this summer, and it was a lot of fun. And we just went swimming in a river, and it was just all great times. I just like being in the nature for a little bit, but then I really love LA and coming right back because there comes to a time when like the town shuts down, and like I need food at ten o'clock. That's not you know, fast food. I know. I really romanticize like living off the beaten path. And then I'm like, but I can't get Postmates whenever I want. Oh yeah. And there's like only one ever, there's only like two clothing stores in town and they all, and it's only like tie dye. You and know what sweaters. I mean? In both stores are tie dye. And then like sweaters that were knit from your own cat's fur. You and know it's I mean? really itchy and it stinks like pee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, patchouli everywhere. It's too much. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Also, um, LV and I, we traveled to Aruba together last year for... So the reason I know her is because my cousin married her sorority sister. Yes. And we met at her bachelorette, fell in love, and then we reconnected at the wedding in Aruba. It was a destination wedding, and it was really fun. We immediately were like, let's come up with the dance, and that's how I knew she was the one for me. Yeah. So it was pretty great. We gave us epic speech. We sexually assaulted a oh, – well, yeah, we did. We, we sexually know, assaulted. We... He was, like, singing to her, and we were just grinding on him, and it was hot. Yeah. It, it was hot. Um, we had a good time. Aruba was good. That is also where I got engaged. She got, okay, perfect segue. She got engaged on the beach. 30 minutes prior had said, uh, never proposed to me on a beach. Yeah. And I, he didn't listen. And listen, I think that's, I, I honest, I ask him all the time, like, why did you still go through it? Go through with it. Cause he says in that moment, he knew that I had absolutely no idea. And it was, I was a total moron about it. I just like, we, you remember the beach during the day was like a fucking shit show, right? Yeah. Just like people partying, you know, yeah. sunburned gross. But then like within the span of like 40 minutes, they clean it up and it becomes like a romantic restaurant on the sand. Right. So he didn't like fuck it up. He didn't like do it in front of all these like lobster Van Dutch hat wearing people. Like he waited till it looked nice. Yeah, it looked really. The pictures were really cute. Yeah. Do you like the um, propo- like international proposal vibe? Um, you know, I had no expectations. I I thought I think honestly I was more worried about the faux pas of him proposing at our, my friend's wedding. I mean, not, it wasn't at the wedding. It was like four days before, but still. It, it was, was a, it was a choice that honestly ended up working out really well because the, my cousin and and your sorority sister are very chill. And they had already had like a secret last minute wedding oh like God. a few weeks before. Yeah, COVID, COVID has been difficult on weddings. Yes. Um, but it wasn't like at the wedding. It was like the week of the wedding right. beforehand. So it wasn't like upstaging her. Right. Yeah, because that could be. Uh, I think weird. he wanted to do it there because uh, my mom's side of the family is Dutch Indonesian, and I have had a lot of family who like lived in Aruba and Curacao, so it's like really connected to like my family history lived living in there. So he was like, "Let's do it here." That's cute. Yeah. Um. Did he? What did he say when he proposed? Um. Anything juicy? So I was like kind of blacking out because nice. I was my fiance is a, a DP, cinematographer, and photographer, and like for, we got to this beach. And it's a restaurant on the beach, beautiful tables, but they're taking us to, like, this palapa, like, far to the side. I'm like, wow, why is ours so fancy? It has, like, linens. It has flowers. You know, there's – You had no idea? No, I I started to get suspicious there. And then I said, why is ours so much nicer than everyone else? And he goes (laughs) – 
I made a reservation. I asked them to make a romantic. And then the first thing I got is like, wow, Marriott, great service. Like that's not, <laughs> I'm so stupid. Like, like really had no idea. So let me get there and he's like, I'm getting starting to get weirder because he's not wanting to take pictures. And normally he's like big on taking pictures. And I now know it's because he had hired a photographer who was already photographing us. And I was like, why is he being so fucking weird? I look gorgeous. This is a beautiful setting. Take my fucking photo. I was like getting kind of annoyed. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see this woman. This looks very cute. I'm assuming queer. She had like a cool, like, just look, short haircut. That's I know that's probably biased, but she did mention her girlfriend later. So Also, it w- your sister's a lesbian. You're fine. So, she's, <laughs> so she starts walking towards me, and she's got a huge camera. And I look at him, and I go, honey, I've been to Mexico. Don't look at her. Don't make eye contact. This is someone peddling us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't look at her. They're going to try to sell us something. And he's like like what why are you being so weird and she comes like hey can I take your photo and the first words out of my mouth are how much oh I'm so cheap I like really god and she goes oh and she and this woman really thinking on her toes because like she probably was not used to a bitch like me uh she was like oh it's included in your reservation and I I was a little suspicious that's smart she did a good job she she pivoted quickly she did pivot quickly because you came at her quickly (laughs) and fast and hard yeah 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 okay so, and she says, I'm like, okay, fine. So we take one and then I immediately ice her out again because I'm not going to get fucking fooled. You know what I mean? You again. thought this was like Disneyland where they're like, okay, we'll take your picture at the end yes. and then you have to pay $30 yeah, for the so photo. You've, if you've been to like Mexico and they're like on the beach yeah. selling you stuff, no, if, you do, if you start giving an inch and it's like everyone's coming at you selling you a bunch of stuff and right. it's like, I just, I just want to enjoy this romantic dinner on the beach. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be a proposal. So it's a romantic dinner on the beach. And then she goes, okay, well, let's take one more by the water. And I go, hold on. You said one was complimentary. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, not going to be fooled. So my spidey senses are going off, but for, like, all the wrong reasons. So we get down to the beach. The water is behind us. I'm looking at her the way I'm looking at you right now. And I can feel him looking at me. Like, I feel him staring at me. And I'm, like, smiling, like, look at her. Come on. Look at her. And he's, like, Lauren, look at me. Look at me. And I'm like, again, look at her. You know, it's like back and forth. Like, what's happening? And then he's finally like, look at me. Like, he sounded like, you know, Batman. Yeah. And I, like, turn to him, and then I black out. He, like, starts saying, like, Lauren, blah, blah, love you. And then he gets down on one knee, and it happens. And I go, surprise, I'm crying. And I go, oh, that's why I was so wrong. (laughs) I could not have been more wrong. And I apologize to this woman profusely. It's so funny. Yeah. That's so sweet. Those are really great. Really, really romantic and really great. You guys are honestly one of my favorite couples of all time. They are so cute together. It's really sweet. So that was about a year and a half. When, how long Yeah, ago that was that? Uh, June 1st that was last a year, year. So it was like, yeah, almost a year, whatever, yeah. a year and a half. A while ago. So your wedding is gonna is just a few weeks away. Yes, it we is. We just had your bachelorette. 23 days away. Who's counting? Oh, Me. my God. I am. So exciting. <laughs> Her bachelorette was just in Palm Springs. And I want to ask you, like, how did you decide on Palm Springs? How, what was your decision making into, like, like when you were crafting your bachelorette, did you want to go, let's take a trip one night? Did you want to do it, like, out of town? Ta- what was your thought process with your bachelorette? So I uh, felt like... I'm kind of a basic bitch in some ways. It's like, yeah, you're either going to Vegas or you're going to Palm Springs. It's like kind of my thought process. And I didn't want to go to Vegas. So I also just travel a lot for work. So I just wanted to be close and like driving distance. But I didn't want to be in L.A. Because I feel like the one night thing is more for people who like to really party. And I'm someone who likes to puzzle, as you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like some people like to party. Some people like to spend hours working on a thousand piece puzzle. You know what I mean? Like, that's me. I'm the latter. Uh, <laughs> 
And I just love Palm Springs. I love the desert. I think it's so beautiful. So I said, that's where I'm going months ago. My maid of honor took care of it, handled it. And then Houston, I think, started to get jealous. And he was like, I also want to go to Palm Springs the same weekend. And I was like, great, because I don't want to be away from you for that long. It's this is what I mean. Okay, this is why I said yes to officiating this. These two on the most socially acceptable weekend to be away from your partner, your bachelor and bachelorette parties when it's like now's your time to go be with your boys and go fucking look at boobs. He was like, oh, no, I'm going to miss you too much. I can't be away from you. (laughs) That accent was changed dramatically it was like kind of a whale it started at forrest gump and ended on like a whale i don't i don't know i don't know. I, I, I you know what yes and um i but he was like i don't want to be away from you i what if i miss you too much swoon i love a needy boyfriend and like so cute he's like what if i miss you too much i want the opportunity to see you if i want to yeah and then when we were driving back he goes yeah i needed my refill I nearly fucking shit my pants. So fucking cute. If your fiance doesn't treat you like that, don't marry him. Okay. So they had. <laughs> don't marry They them. had a, not a joint bachelor bachelorette. They just had it in the same place so that if they wanted to meet up or we have could. like the last day together, they could. And like the two groups of friends could mingle, but they also had their separate spaces, which I thought was really, really cute. I also told that to my boyfriend, what if we did that? And he looked at me and said, no, I'm going to go fishing with my friends and you can fucking deal with that. And I went, oh my God. awesome. Great. Thank well, you, you know what? You I too. think we are the abnormal ones. I think most people want to like do their own thing and be apart, but like, we're just like the same level of codependent with each other. So I think it works out. It was really cute. So they both had it separately at separate Airbnbs in Palm Springs. Your maid of honor took the lead. Yeah, she was great. I would say anyone who's having a party out of town, uh, Make sure you have someone who's like insanely uh, neurotic and controlling and can take over because, yeah. and I mean that as a hundred percent a compliment because like she just like fucking took over. Yeah. And like I really appreciated that. No, she did a really good job. Yeah. She was really on top of it the whole weekend. She was like, she she was great. She was a good house mom. Yeah. But still fun. Yeah. Like still was like one of the girls. She was great. It was so great. Yeah, I'm really happy it turned out well. And like Palm Springs, I think is a great destination for anyone for a bachelor bachelorette weekend because you could have it be a low key like 80 year old grandma, which is kind of the way we did it, <laughs> or as like going out, partying, clubbing, dancing as, as you want. Like so true. Um, it's a it's a gay mecca. Right. So if you're a gay man or a lesbian. It'll be very uh, hospitable. But if you're straight, um, it's also just like f- gays not a party. So yeah. if you want to like go have we – ha- we had one night where we went to like a Mexican restaurant with a band. It was everything from a newborn baby to a senior citizen facility. So honestly, like it really gave you the range of personalities. And it, that's fun. I like going out dancing when it's like every age group, every walk of life. It just makes for like more fun dancing, more fun mingling. Yes. And so we had our night of like where I dipped you and dropped you. And, yes, like, you did drop me in the dip onto just like hard Spanish okay, cement tile. I know, but to be fair, like you came at me with the velocity <laughs> of like, it was like a physics class. Like I just like literally, I, she came at me, we were like doing a whole number. Like when Laura and I get together, the dancing ensues. And I, she like came into me and I was like, 
like I, I like grabbed her and was gonna dip her, but the velocity was just too strong and it was too powerful and it was all too much and the feelings were so hot and strong and wonderful and the band was kicking and I dropped her. Yes, luckily I did like like a cat landed on sort your, of all fours. All fours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened. Like in the air, I flipped myself and landed on all fours. And then we just ran away. Yeah, promptly. But it was great. It was really fun. Houston, her uh, her fiance started a conga line. Yeah. An old, an old man grabbed my instead of grabbing my shoulders, which is what you're supposed to grab in a conga line. He grabbed my love handles and kept squeezing them, going, "Is this all right?" And it was not. It was. <laughs> it was honestly okay. Okay. It was, it was nice to have a tender touch. Um, <laughs> surrounded by so much love, I was like, "Oh, I want it to be. I want someone to love me too." Right. Um, it was very cute. Went to the zoo. The living desert. Highly recommend. Um, not really a zoo person, but I went for you because I love you, and I did enjoy seeing the giraffes. And also, I was looking for a monkey, but it wasn't the right climate for that. No, yeah, they only have animals that live in that climate and there. Like the Sahara. Yeah. Um, it was very fun. We did, yes, puzzles, games. So, did you tell your did you tell your maid of honor like this is the vibe I want, or yes. did you just kind of go? She, I mean, I, she really did. She planned everything. Like she picked the house. Yeah. She did everything. But I had told her I was like, I want it to be. Low key, I want to play games, I want to do puzzles. My sister brought tarot cards, which did almost ruin the whole weekend on the last night, but it's fine. <laughs> I liked it. It told me I was going to be rich and famous. Yeah, because your, your tarot reading was like, you're going to be great. Mine was like, you're a self-absorbed bitch. And like, it, was, it just was <laughs> that you've been going through a lot lately, which yes. you have. You've been planning a wedding. Yes. And that you've been, you have, you've been forsaking your own needs, needs yeah. which is totally true I think anyone who's going through the process of planning a wedding it's like yeah you really are forsaking your needs because you're planning a fucking whole production right but I would say anyone else about to get married uh you know caution before doing a tarot reading yeah, you don't know. go see a psychic don't Who see a put media. you in a tailspin for <laughs> sure truly I looked at her and I was like oh no we're gonna have to deal with this anyway it was really great um Palm Springs recommendations like we went to a really cute restaurant called 1501 Gastropub. Yummy. Really good. Yeah, and it's right next to the Trixie Motel, which is like this new motel that Trixie something is like a famous drag queen. So if you want to be in the heart of town, go there. The Airbnb life in Palm Springs is legit, but there are so many rules. Our Airbnb had a decibel reader. Yeah, so Palm Springs, they, they the I guess supposedly a city law is that you cannot play music outside at any time. Which, like, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe it either. But it's the desert. It's so open. There's nothing to catch the sound waves. Well, at the boys' Airbnb, at uh, my fiance's Airbnb, they had it, like, stickers on the sliding glass doors. It was pretty intense. Ours literally had it. We had a decibel reader outside. And it was like, if you talk above 70, you're screaming. And it's like, if you and whisper And Chelsea loudly, speaks at a 78 normally. I, sp- so. I speak at, like, at a thousand percent <laughs> all the time. So I was like, this is crazy. And... But I honestly kind of appreciate it. It really did, like, let me know what, what was going on. But it was the first time I've ever seen an Airbnb have, like, a full-on decibel reader being like, this is how loud you are right now. Yeah. They probably had a lot of issues in the past. <laughs> but know that going in. If you're a loud bunch and you want to scream the entire weekend, it might not be the best place for you. Yeah, go to Joshua Tree. Yeah. No one will hear you there. No one will hear you. Only the coyotes. Um, 
but it was really fun. There's like that. What is that Mexican restaurant we went to? It was called Las Casuelas, I think. Las Casuelas. That's true. That was really fun. They had a great band. Yeah, live band is the way to go. So fun. And there's a lot of live bands and like that kind of music in that scene because it's a retirement community. A lot of the people in Palm Springs. I mean, there are clubs too with DJs, but the people there they want to hear their favorite top forty from 1975. So yeah, it was really fun. I would say it's a great bachelor bachelorette vibe if you're looking for like a more low key situation. Absolutely. It was 800 degrees. It was hell on earth. It was 115 one day. And so <laughs> hot. So maybe go in like a different month. Go in the winter. Go yeah. in the winter. It's it'll be a little more pleasant. But yeah, we went to the zoo. We had we had like a really nice relaxing time, which I really appreciated it because I feel like everybody came back feeling very rejuvenated. Yes, I feel like in my early years, I feel like when I would do a weekend trip like this with the girls, you would need a week then to recover. Right. And we got, we got a lot of downtime. To I'm be just able to not like, about that anymore. And also, that's another tip I would have for anyone, especially if you're the bride. Make sure to give your friends, your girls, the people there time to themselves to recharge i would say every single day everyone at least got like half an hour alone like to themselves i took multiple naps yeah like chelsea was napping a lot <laughs> um but i do think it helps because like i think your friends are already sacrificing a lot they're spending the, a weekend with you they're spending a lot of money they're dressing how you want them to dress there were rules you know it's like so just like i think giving the people time to like rejuvenate like literally like just like i need a 30 minutes to myself to like like play Candy Crush on my phone or whatever it is you want to do. You know what I mean? Just to like come back and then be ready to party is the way to go. I think that's a, I think that's a great tip. I don't be a selfish bride. <sighs> yeah. Save it for your fucking wedding day. <laughs> um, okay. So yes, this is a travel podcast, but like, Oh, I love talking about weddings. So <laughs> let's talk about the process of planning a wedding. What were things that you wish you'd known before, starting the process and what are things that yeah let's just start there what are things that you wish you'd known before you started the process um I think planning a wedding is the worst thing in the world and I'm not gonna lie like I being in love and the idea of getting married awesome planning a wedding is absolutely horrible why though it's um imagine it just you get decision fatigue there's a lot of decisions Mm. all the time if you have the money to afford a wedding planner I would just say do it even if you're someone who's really creative and has a lot of ideas then you can just sort of shout those ideas into the void of the wedding planner's ear and then they'll make it happen but if you wanna if you're a creative person you're like I can do it myself just know there's gonna be a lot of decisions you're gonna be making 24 7 and I would say over the last couple of weeks, as we're like down to in the last three weeks now, I can't even like decide what to eat every day or like even get dressed because I'm like literally so tired of making decisions that it's just hmm. exhausting. And so that my biggest advice for people would be like, if you can afford a wedding planner, do it or be prepared to make a lot of decisions. And so give yourself more time than you need. Like one of our friends who was at the weekend you met, Caitlin O'Malley, she, her, she did her wedding in like six months. And I don't know how people do that. There's just too many decisions to make. It's a lot, a lot of work. And also post-COVID, everyone's prices have gone up. And, you know, kind of like rightfully so. I get it. Like inflation, things are more expensive. But mm-hmm. people might never, ever, ever accept the first price they give you. And I know Chelsea will appreciate this. But you can bargain a lot. And I have. Like even with like everyone. I've bargained with every single vendor. Really? Every single one. And they have been 
Yes. Well, I will say everyone except my hair and makeup team who gave me a flat out no. But you know what? (laughs) You pay for beauty. so (laughs) That's true. Beauty really does matter because everything else can go awry. If you look like shit, there's just doesn't who cares what the flowers look like if you look like shit. Yeah. And they may say no. But I would say there's no harm in asking. I love this. I love this Because I think a lot of people just accept like this is the price. Like to give me like for example like my photographer when I first – Asked him his pricing. He was like, oh, 10 grand. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, good luck to you. You know what I mean? Like, I'll find somebody else. Interesting. Yeah. So what did you, what was your counter? Oh, I countered with this is the most I can pay. And then we agreed on that number. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. Be like, so, so don't be afraid. To, look, at the end of the day, there's so many vendors. Especially if you live so- in a big city. And yeah, and if you live in Southern California, like we do, like I'm having some vendors come all the way from Orange County and like, it will sometimes be cheaper to have a vendor come from Orange County and pay even like a location like fee of like a hundred bucks than it would be to have an LA vendor. That's a good. Tip. So think about broadening your search, mm-hmm. and it'll help you out. That's that's a good that's a good tip. When you, I know you had your dream venue was always your best friend, your one of your best friends' houses. Yeah. Um, but did you ever look at any other venues? We had talked about other places we would go, uh, weddings we'd been to, but. We weren't even going to look at any of those until we had a no from this house. But luckily, she said yes. Yeah, so you're getting married at your friend's, like, beautiful backyard. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. And I will say for anyone who thinks they're going to save money doing that, you will not. I also was a fool and thought, you know what? Backyard wedding can be way cheaper. It is just as expensive as a normal wedding. Because you have to rent everything. Literally everything. You have to – like, here's the thing. I'm in the process now because I'm about to get engaged. Wah, 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 Imminent. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, and I have looked. <laughs> I've also already gone dress shopping. She's just doing research. She's just doing research. I'm just doing research. Field, field study. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy how much research I've done without a ring on my fucking hand. But I have been to two bridal shops and I don't tell anyone, but have already looked at a vendor. Anyway, <laughs> or a venue. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I'm not just a go-get. I'm a self-starter. What can I say? So I've been looking at venues and I, you know, some places have a lot of things included. Yes. And so, but the thing is, it's like, if you're one of those people who's like, great, I get white linens or like I get white, like shitty chairs. I'm going to want to rent anyway. These are all things you got to think about because if you're like big on aesthetic, then, you know, even if a place includes a bunch of stuff and you're going to rent anyway, it's like you're just paying a site fee at that right. point. So I just think it's about like figuring out what are the non-negotiables, what's so important for you, and then finding a venue that matches that. Or like for me, florals are so important. Like, so if that's important so to important, you. I want to find a venue that already has flower. Like, so I don't have to bring in thousands of dollars worth of florals that are going to go to wait, that are just going to die. I'd rather find a venue that's like nature and beautiful totally. and has a ton of flowers. There's a lot of venues in downtown LA now, which are like very cool old buildings. But uh, the weddings I've been to there, they've all the people have spent a lot of money on flowers because they're trying to bring this and make this industrial place have some nature in it. And it's like, why not just get married in fucking nature. outside? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are so many factors that go into it that I I never even thought of before I started this either, which is like, you know, there's a lot of rules when it comes to getting married in nature. If you want to smoke a bunch of weed and you're in the Redwood Forest forest, and they're like no smoking of any kind at all because you'll burn this fucking place down. We have problems in California. You then have to provide vapes for all your guests. It's It's just like there's a lot of things that go into so many things. A lot of places have like curfews that are annoying. Like there's just so much to think about. Right. I mean – Having gone through this process right now, and maybe it'll be different when I'm on the other side, 
But a big thing that I feel is like worrying about disappointing people, like not just my guests, but maybe people I wasn't able to invite. And I now understand why people do, uh, you know, destination weddings because it kind of takes away a lot of the decision making for you because the hotel or whoever just has this is a package. This is what you have and you're going to deal with it. Yeah. And you don't have really have to make any decisions. And also it sort of eliminates half the people on your guest list because most people don't want to spend their money for their one yearly or, you know, every other year vacation money on your wedding. Right. It's a lot. Um, destination weddings are a big ask. But at the end of the day, also, it's like if you pick a location that is really cool that people want to go to anyway, it's a good reason for people to finally bite the bullet and go. Right. So – on the one hand, it's like some people might say a destination wedding is really selfish and unfair. On the other hand, you are providing a really cool experience for people, and it's a way for them to travel and have a big crew and a big group of people they can party with and go out with and have fun with. And it's like it's a week-long wedding experience where if you're like a nervous traveler or you really want to go to this like, you know, specific, like, I don't know, just destination, but like it's intimidating for you. The idea of a destination wedding is really cool because it's like now you get to do all this fun shit with 50 people. And it's also like not only a nervous traveler, but like if you're someone who has like maybe analysis paralysis and can't make decisions, like if you go to a destination wedding, the itinerary is set for you. There's totally. already planned activities. Like you don't have to worry about a goddamn thing. You just have to show up. Yeah. And usually the like cuisine kind of matches where you are. So you're eating a lot of local foods. Like it is cool. I, I go back and forth on whether or not I think a destination, like I, everyone's always been like, you're going to have a destination wedding, right? You're a traveler person. And I'm like, right. yeah, until COVID happened. And then honestly, I've just seen my friends who tried to get married during the pandemic or I've been to destination weddings during the pandemic. And it's just, there have been a lot of issues and it was still incredible experiences. Like, I don't want to, you know, say that those weddings were not amazing. They were incredible. I mean, I just went to one in Israel. It was amazing. But everyone got COVID. Like, it just, like, and it was a fucking nightmare. And the rest of my fucking travel plans got fucked up. And, like, you know, or another one, like, uh, weddings got postponed a bunch. Like, it, there's just so much in the world that it's unsure right now. And that, and the last thing, like, you're talking about how stressful it is to plan a wedding. And there's so many decisions. If all of this, all of the work you've done on your wedding up until now got fucking fucked over by some world catastrophe, yeah, how fucking pissed would you be? Oh, I'd be furious. Furious. So I, it's like, I, I, it's keep, just... I keep telling Houston, I swear to God, the big one, which is the earthquake in LA, we call it the big one. If the big one happens before this wedding. October 2nd, go for it. Go for October it. October 1st, don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare. The earth needs to stay the fuck. We have to like earthquake proof the ground yeah your, i don't even know how to do that <laughs> earthquake proof the ground yeah. yeah truly um but yeah destination weddings are like really fun and cool they're just but you know i've seen tip i saw this place called the holly farm in like carmel monterey vibes and it's like a destination wedding i mean it is the thing is california is a destination wedding if you don't live in california correct but it, it, they treat it like that. It's like a whole retreat weekend. That's cute. Where it's like every you everyone stays there. They have accommodations for like 27 people or something like that. Everyone stays there. You have like your full week of wedding there. They Everything is done for you. And it's like a destination wedding there. They treat it like that. And that could be kind of cool if you want to do a destination wedding, but you're like, oh, with COVID, with pandemics, with yeah. monkeypox, with all this shit. Maybe you could find like a place local to you sort of that – 
that makes a destination wedding feel. My friend just did that. We were in uh, San Luis Obispo. I mean, I wasn't part of the wedding party, so I didn't stay on the property, but it was a ranch with like multiple houses and people camped on the property. That's fun. So it was like a whole experience for people. And it's a much cheaper way to do a destination wedding too, because she had family that lived in Northern California and then people from LA. So they just got to like drive up, drive up or drive down. And it was great. But then again, though, it's like, the California wedding prices are crazy. So like you might think it's cheaper, but then it's probably well, cheaper to go. probably paid for it. <laughs> sure. But like, it's probably cheaper to go and have, get married in other countries where like your dollar just goes farther. Yes. Then it's cheaper for you. It's expensive for everybody else. So it's, it's your way. You're whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, some people, their friend group, they're all rich. So right. it means nothing to anyone. So interesting. Now, do you have any other tips for people planning weddings? Like, um, what were your non-negotiables for you? Well, it's so funny you say that because I think we compromise on almost all of our non-negotiables. I will say, like, the wedding you start, you're like, this is an absolute non-negotiable. And then by the end, you're like, fuck it, that's too expensive. Like that. <laughs> well, give me an example. What was one of them? I mean, so both Houston and I were both musicians, and we love music. Everyone in my family plays music. And we're like, 100%, we're going to have a live band. We went to go check out live bands. Like, we went in L.A., we're going to, like, live band, like, what that do weddings, like, seeing them. And we're like, oh, this is going to be great, you know. And then when it came down to it, it was just like it would cost an additional ten grand to get the kind of experience we wanted. And I was like, ah, you know, a DJ. DJ it is. DJ it is, you know. Why don't we look for a DJ who can like kind of sing a little bit? Yeah, we have a DJ. They're a married couple. And like the husband's going to be the MC and the wife's going to be DJing. And then our friend is going to play our first dance song. So that's kind of like how we figured it out. But I will just say you can go and have non-negotiables, but. Yeah, everything's money talks you know every money everything's negotiable yeah. you know okay including your morals <laughs> okay <laughs> um any last final thoughts on wedding planning or i just i guess i have a question for you like okay. is it possible to be a global thought and a wife absolutely depends on the marriage you want to have and also you know, global being a global thought is a vibe. It's an energy. It's okay. not necessarily having sex everywhere. Because let's be honest, I am a tamed global thought. I'm a former thought. But the thing is, like, it's a vibe. You know? Your your thoughty energy is what we're trying to put out there. It's like, I am the shit. I'm a hot queen. I'm fabulous. And I can go anywhere in the world and, like, maintain my fabulous energy. That's... That's, it's a religion, honestly. So I can get my MRS degree and still be a thought, is what you're saying. Absolutely. Awesome. You can do anything you want. It's 2022, bitch. You can be a thought and be a full-ass wife at the same time. Lovely. Yeah. I love it. That's a great note to end on. Be the Mrs. Thought you wish to see in the world. Mrs. Thought. Lauren, I love you. I love you too, Chelsea. Thanks for coming to be on the pod. Thanks for having me. You are gorgeous and fabulous. This wedding is going to be incredible. Follow her on Instagram. Where they where can they find you again? LV in LA. LV, I-N-L-A. Come on, guys. Lauren Valley in Los Angeles. You figured it out. Got I made it. it more complicated. But just look up Lauren Valley in the Valley. You'll find me. Go see her do stand-up, which she's going to start doing way more after this fucking wedding ends because the tarot cards told her she had to. Yeah, I'm very funny. Um, if you'd like to hear about 
dad trauma, mom trauma, vagina trauma. It's all there. We're traumatized. We're traumatized. She's so great. She's so funny. Follow her. Go see her do stand-up. Watch House Hunters. Comment on the House Hunters page and say, wow, I, who's the field producer on this? Yeah. God, they're crushing it. Wow. Look at that. Creative wow. angles for no reason. Incredible. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week on Globe Thought Inc.